0: Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome to AMG's first social audio experience. The Social Hour is de- designed to bring friends, colleagues, and players we know within gaming to talk about their past, which has led them up to this point. We want to give you, the listener, insights on what goes on within their daily creative processes, as well as industry insights we deal with on, on the daily. I'm your host, Format, alongside my co-host, Koozie, and I have we have a series of eight episodes lined up that we will be recorded Every Wednesday, live that we are stoked to be sharing with you. Episode three, we will be covering talent recruiting and content creation with our senior director at AMG, Mr. Kingdom Soldier. For those who don't know, who is Kingdom Soldier?
1: Oh, you're asking me? I thought <laughs> wow. you, were, I, thought you were, I thought I was gonna be like, you know, um, you're gonna like tell everybody who I was. Um, <laughs> um, uh, my name is Kingdom. I'm a forty. 40- one-year-old phenom uh follow after uh, my buddy hector uh, happy birthday to him today but no i uh i'm a gamer uh i'm a dad i have three sons um i currently work at aftershock media group who's hosting this space uh as a senior director of client services so basically um, i help run talent sales uh and our campaigns and things like that um help us find deals and make relationships and partnerships and recruit talent. You know, Um, I have an awesome, awesome team that consists of uh, both format and koozie uh, and plenty of others. Uh, And I like basketball, but I haven't played in probably since before COVID. Uh, I used to love to go to public parks and play. Um, I am a super fan of Call of Duty. Uh, I'm a co-host on a podcast that just came back yesterday for the new season of COD on Vanguard, uh, with the Minnesota rocker called the rotation that is every Tuesday uh, at 730 Central. Um, and yeah, I think that's me. Um, I'm trying to think if I forgot anything. Uh, I used to be a content creator. Um, I have 30,000 starving subscribers on YouTube that haven't seen a video for me in a couple of years. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm You're, most notable and jokes? yeah, I, I'm, I am a very at, uh, successful dad joke teller. Um, and I had a podcast, uh, about 10 to, I don't know how long ago it was like six years ago to 10 years ago called the sticks live. And I interviewed pro players, coaches, owners. Um, I was featured on major league gaming, um, a couple of times with Chris Puckett, um, and Benson and. Um, Some others, I went to some LAN events and got to meet um, Hector and the Optic guys and Crim 6 and everybody, um, which was really cool uh, back in the day. And to this day, I still have a really firm, close relationship with everybody within the Call of Duty community. Um, And I used to think one day that I would maybe, you know, like run run an org or work at an org or something like that. You know, I almost ended up working at Optic at one point in my mind, you know. But yeah, outside of that, you know, uh, life is good, Um, chilling, eating some Cheez-Its, and excited to talk to you guys. Yeah,
2: so uh, I guess I can get this started with the questions format. Um, So this is going to be a bit more laid back, as he is our boss, so we're more comfortable around uh, Anthony. So it'll be a very fun episode for everyone. Um, so I kind of have a couple questions that I would love to ask Anthony and um, yes, it starts with the key word of innovation. I want <clears throat> to I, I know what you think, how do you define innovation and how do you encourage people in AMG or around you um, to be more innovative in the space?
1: Um, I would say that innovation, what it mostly looks like when it's done right, um, is change for the sake of progress. Um, you know, it's, it's not just, there's a lot of times that sometimes we get caught up changing for the sake of change, you know, like, um, someone will change their life because they just feel depressed or sad or down or like, they're not, you know, achieving their goals and they'll just make a change because they, you know, feel like that'll, you know, change things, you know, like they'll feel better. Um, but innovation is change for the sake of progress, you know, and so innovators are able to, you know, look at a situation or an opportunity um, or a section of, of an industry um, or uh, an area of gaming. Um, You know, it could be talent, it could be talent management, it could be um, deals, it could be uh, promotion and marketing. Uh, Innovators have an ability to look at those things and recommend changes or make changes that are going to lead to long term progress. And when it comes to how I help create, you know, and innovate at AMG, you know, it's 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 interesting, the team that you guys are both a part of and our department that I love. And um, it's interesting to look back on when I got to the company almost almost a year ago. um, And there was like four people, you know, and now we're over 10, you know, it's like 11 of us, and everybody's changed roles and switched things up. And And the goal with all of the changes was not just to change for the sake of change, you know, you're a great example of that koozie with your, you know, doing outbound sales and things like that. Um, It's change for the sake of progress to make the team better and to put people in their sweet spot, you know, where they're going to feel the most fulfilled because they are doing an exceptional job and the company is going to get the most out of it. Because when your employees are where they should be, when people are in that sweet spot where kind of like, um, skill and passion line up with each other. um, It makes innovation easy, it makes change easy for the for the rest of the company. And so, you know, we've reached a point as a department where we're sharing uh, employees with other departments and trying to help other teams grow and um, being resourceful. Um, And so I would say that's how I innovate um, in that regard. And then, you know, that's how I drive innovation um, is really trying to help people and convince people that, they can meet their full potential. uh, If the changes that they make in their lives and in their work life, and, you know, whether it's to try to find work life balance or anything like that, um, that it will uh, move you forward in the long run, and you'll have the long lasting feeling of achievement, rather than like kind of the up and down, you know, day to day, some days are high, some days are low.
2: I should have known you were going to be ready for uh, a question like that. (laughs) <laughs> i tried throwing it at the beginning as a little curveball and it definitely did not work that was My a bad. curveball to me
0: bro <laughs> I, was <Yeah>. like, what? <laughs> I was like wait I'm I'm like, gonna, i didn't know I'm we were going to go that hard after the ramp, dude. <laughs> um well yeah i mean so as you just covered innovation i mean it's it's one of those things that's great to end up hearing on like especially how you apply it now i think one 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 tool that i would like to know like at least on our side is you know, everybody ends up seeing the end of the, the map and see the success that you're doing now. What kind of was the struggles from the beginning? I guess really how you ended up getting into it, right? Because let's be honest, not everybody's very innovative at the very beginning when they get, when they don't know where to start, you know? And I guess kind of what goes into that process of um, what led you to say like, hey, this is what I need to do and this is what I need to do to make change because I'm just going to take a wild guess. but I'm assuming you didn't just start off with gaming off the get-go you know
1: um i didn't start off with gaming as a career um, or as an industry that i wanted to be a part of but i definitely have been gaming since probably before either of you had diapers on um whoa 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 i mean i said at the beginning you know, yeah <laughs> i'm kind of I'm, I'm aged a little bit older than most people in the community and so um you know i've been playing video games for so long i can't remember when i wasn't and i remember the first thing i owned was a sega genesis um i played the other ones like atari and stuff but i didn't own anything until sega genesis and got it for christmas with sonic the hedgehog and a tv and me and my brother would just stare at it and play all day um and that was you know the rest is history i got you know almost every other system that came out um i got xbox two days before it dropped and got to play Halo because my mom had a personal relationship with Microsoft, um, or a working relationship with Microsoft. And I remember the first time playing Halo and playing against my brother in a multiplayer match. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I hadn't played COD yet. And then one day I played Call of Duty, and I got slapped, and I put it down. I was like, I'm never touching this again. You know, And it was like Call of Duty four. Um, and then Modern Warfare two, I don't know, i could snipe really well um (laughs) and i used the intervention and i was i was really good and i had a lot of fun and i would do well um and then i would play with friends online and it was amazing and i could see that this was just such an amazing community of people uh that had this like common passion um and it was all online you know i can name hundreds of people off the top of my head that i've never met in person and i may never in my life but i would call them friends you know um i have a friend that bought an ipad got a controller and got on uh cod mobile <clears throat> and hit me up the other day and we ended up playing at nighttime uh and i've known him for 10 years in this uh, gaming community we've played together a million times never have met him in person and i would call him like a close friend of mine you know Um, and that was where gaming took a turn for me you know Um some people know but you know i have a uh, long past um, as a pastor um, for 20 years, um, 20 plus maybe. Um, I was a youth pastor for like 10 years. I worked with inner city kids and um, just helped them with growth and with advice and direction and just overall being a loving person in their life. Um, <clears throat> and gaming all along was like simultaneous as I was doing that, I was gaming and I was growing and getting all this notoriety. And um, when I realized that I wanted to, to get involved, all I did was like, <laughs> um, I just focused on kind of what relationships I needed to be successful, you know? And at the beginning, I built relations with these four guys that were all Christian guys that kind of saw things the way I saw things and they were making YouTube content. And I was like, I didn't know I was allowed to like, you know, make YouTube content. And, and so I started doing that and I would make pro tips and please don't ever go watch those videos because, um, I was never a pro player. I've I'm played a thread right now to see where you're. please, your- <laughs> please don't do it. Um, I, uh, I was never a pro player and I never played game battles. Um, I never competed and what I created, which. I'm going to take credit for some stuff on this, on this space. And hopefully I don't get flamed for it, but if you go looking, you'll find it. But, um, I kind of was a part of some initial movements within uh call of duty specifically that really helped me see that this was a place where I could belong. Um, one of them was when optic got blacklisted and I made a video in my closet. It's one of the worst videos I ever made, but that day, I don't know, 10 optic members followed me and that changed my life forever. Um, it was because I decided to speak up and that's who I've always been, you know, I'm like not afraid to speak my mind on stuff like that. Um, and you know, that helped me immensely, um, to feel like I had a place to belong. All these people were reaching out and telling me they saw my video and they thought it was good. Um, and then, and it's hard. I have a hard time saying this because I know that it's such a, a consistent term within the community that people are aware of, but the term roster mania, um, came from me. Um, it's amazing that I was able to plant that seed into the gaming community. And now it's a term that is in regular sports. Um, but, uh, way back when, um, I said it first on a show with Puckett and he kind of took it and then they MLG created a show about roster mania and then kind of adopted it and ran with it. And that term in general, you know, I used to have these videos and I'd be like roster mania two, roster mania three. And I would, you know, do these updates and, um, I was the first person in the call of duty community um that was wildly successful talking about competitive that wasn't a competitive player Um, but now the fruits of that is people like hitch you know who followed my example he was a co-host on my show and now he's optic hitch and every you know he's living an amazing life Um, uh, my buddy Landon, who i interviewed on myspace last week uh, he took over for me when i uh when i left the sticks he was one of the co-hosts as well and now he is a Call of Duty League caster. Uh, My producer, Goalie, who is now, runs the studio at UMG Gaming. Um, What I'm passionate about and what makes me stay in gaming and what makes me pursue everything I do and what makes me um, work with someone like you, Format, someone like you, Koozie, is because I'm very, very passionate about seeing people be successful. Um, And gaming is an area where there's a lot of people open to the idea of growing. You know, and that's why I have my hashtag, let's grow. Because uh, I just believe that all of us can grow together and we don't have to compete and, you know, stomp each other down. We can all grow together. And, you know, rising tide lifts all ships, so to speak. Um, so, gaming for me is, um, it's, it's, it's I, I'm on mission when I'm in gaming. I'm trying to encourage people. I'm trying to uplift people. I'm trying to inspire people. I'm trying to motivate people. And it's a great environment for me to do that. So, I've stuck it out and I, feel like I've had an impact on some people's lives and I want to continue to do that as much as I can.
2: So I, I want to throw another curveball at you, um, Anthony, and this is going to go towards the Call of Duty space. Uh, if you had all the time and money in the world to fix the CDL and its current state, <laughs>
1: how would you do it?
2: And I'm sorry for any of your friends oh,
1: that my work in the CDL. So. See the other questions are easy. You want to talk to me about leadership and you know, change and innovation, but with, like fixing the yeah, Call of Duty League. <laughs> Goodness
0: gracious. I was, a... I was I was gonna ask that how could you just hold my flex a lot better on on in Call of Duty, bro? Like, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. Okay, so um how would i fix the call of duty league i'll say first uh i don't think it's broken um you know if the goal of the league is to help increase sales of call of duty uh, i think it does its job if the goal of the league is to get hundreds and thousands of people to watch competitive call of duty and to build up a fan base for these players um, that are driving a lot of content on youtube and that are helping the game grow I don't think it's unsuccessful if the goal of Activision is to have the number one selling game year after year after year after year on almost every platform, then it's successful, you know, the Call of Duty League itself. um, The challenges that people have with it is always like it's in game stuff because unfortunately it is the only game in the world that successfully changes every single year all the maps all the modes all like the guns change the look and the feel and the time to kill um whether you use smokes or snipes um whether you're able to hear when the bomb is planted or not hear when the bomb's being diffused like this year you can bash through doors and shoot holes through wooden windows and peek through it like it's a the problem with that call of duty has is just because of what Call of Duty is, and I think the league itself—if it was CS:GO, and we were still playing Black Ops 2 right now—I don't think Call of Duty would be as successful. CS:GO has that core game mechanics, um, and they've integrated so well with the pro teams um, and with you know purchasing and microtransactions and all of this kind of stuff. I mean, they were before all of the mobile games that now are selling you know billions in microtransactions a year. Um, and so, in my opinion, like. The changes that I'd love to see in the league, if there were going to be any changes, and this is where controversial is, I do think there needs to be a players union. And I don't know if there is, you know, I've heard the rumors. Um, I remember last year that there was like, everybody was ready to go. And there was one person that I'm not going to say their name that wasn't willing to sign at the time. And then um, I know that some of the guys like Clayster, Crimsix and and, uh, Skump, who are the, I mean, winningest, most storied, most followed and fanned players in Call of Duty history. um, I know that the three of them all have wanted something to happen, have wanted there to be a players organization of some sort, because I feel like that's who gets shafted in all of this, you know, is the players. And yes, put Merc and Maven back in casting. I don't know what in the world um, is preventing them from being casters. I love Landon, I love Study, I love Chance. I love Miles, like outside of Miles, everybody else I just mentioned, I've had on my show or interviewed and love all those guys or met in person. And I've been able to meet Merck and Maven in person, great dudes. Merck was a guest on my show like five times in the past. And um, those guys though are electric and they are such a shining bright spot within the Call of Duty um, esports scene that not having them casting uh, it's kind of like a travesty. You know, it it changes the dynamic of things. And then unfortunately for like Landon and study is they have to get hate because people just miss uh, Merck and Maven. You know, it's like when people hate on the teams that beat optic, you know, it's the same kind of thing. And so um, those would be the changes that I would give, but I don't think the call of Duty league is failing. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think it's broken, so to speak
0: awesome awesome <clears throat> so i do have a question for you then in terms of that because while we're still on the call of duty topic at this given time
2: mm-hmm.
0: if you and i know you're not a heavy drinker or anything like that but if you could have a drink with any player in the game and i'm assuming well you know what for this cause let's 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 keep it to call of duty who would you end up having a drink with
1: in call cause of I, duty? Know you
0: play- yeah, cause I know you played. yeah because i know you played i know you played campaign mode and i'm not talking about players i'm talking about within the game characters
1: oh my gosh um press f in chat bro <laughs> uh probably captain price i guess um, <laughs> okay okay um i guess that would be my pick uh nice. you know famous keeps coming back and going away and you know <laughs> is in the mobile game too um so yeah, I guess my answer would be Captain Price. You know, I'm surprised you didn't
0: say Ferg or Hoxness or Bobby plays Is that out of the college. Yeah, the I'm
1: pretty series. surprised. I mean, but I've already talked to all those guys. You know, like I those guys, like when I was working at G Fuel, which I guess I forgot to mention in my story, um, I managed them, so I got to build a uh, personal relationships with those three guys, and they're freaking awesome. You know, um, I I have uh ferg skin in the game and i play with it right now um i have bobby skin as well i didn't get the bihawks nest skin before it went away so hopefully he did, doesn't hear this but <laughs> um i
2: did get the bobby and ferg skin <laughs> make sure we retweet and
0: uh, add that to the <laughs> yeah right
2: so what are some tools or, or what are you doing now to continue your growth as a leader in this industry because that if some people don't know yet uh here at amg we work mainly in the influencer marketing space um and anthony or kingdom is the senior director and is one of the leaders here uh at amg so it's like i, I want to know and i know a lot of people want to know as well um do you stop educating yourself when you reach a certain level Or what else are you doing at the moment to keep progressing in your career?
1: Man, this timing is amazing. I just tweeted this morning about a business contracts class that um, I'm very thankful for my company. They, you know, paid for it that I'm taking at Cornell. Um, You know, shout out Winsanity um, alumni. But I... uh,
0: That tweet (laughs) is up in the nest for those of you guys that are wondering. And make sure you hit Kingdom with a follow if you guys haven't done so already.
1: I... uh, I'm taking a business contracts course. And in that tweet, I said that leaders are learners. Um, And of course, you know, I have this hashtag, let's grow that most people in the community are familiar with now because I've used it for so long. Um, Never, ever, 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 ever in your life should you stop growing, should you stop uh, learning, should you stop reading. Um, When I recently did get promoted, one of the first things I did was I purchased a book on leadership for me and the other two leaders that are underneath me. Um, One is a director and one is a senior talent manager. And we're gonna go through the book together. You know, and I had it shipped to him and everything like that. And that was just immediately like, all right, let's learn, let's grow. You know, Um, I have given, the book that I'm talking about is called Developing the Leader Within You by John Maxwell. In my opinion, it is the first leadership book book. that almost anyone should read. And I've probably given 20 copies of it out in my lifetime. Um, I've taught classes on it, seminars. Um, and I, I think learning is one of the areas where uh, a lot of the issues that we see on social media in our life. Um, one of the key things that people need to make sure they're always learning, um, is about other people, other cultures, um, other ways of doing things. Um, we tend to get really stubborn on our way, you know, and it's, it's like, sometimes we just have to pause and look at our lives and say, wait a minute. I only know and can make decisions based off of what I've been exposed to in my lifetime. I don't have the ability to make decisions like others because I'm not them. And so I have to value other people's decisions and making sure that I'm learning and educating myself by exposing myself to um, other areas uh, of our business, whether it's like technology is an area at AMG that I literally should never touch. But um, I work with the team with that team on purpose, almost, you know. And I ask questions because I want to know stuff, you know. Um, I believe in corporate wisdom, which also is a part of this whole, you know, continuous learning thing. Uh, which means I believe that my job as boss is to make a final decision a lot, but it's never my job as boss to be the only, you know, um, mouthpiece speaking into that decision. So I ask my teams for a lot of feedback. Um, I ask them for advice. I ask him for a direction and then I take it um, because I can't see everything and I can't know everything. And when it comes to uh, outbound sales, um, I may have a bigger Twitter following than Koozie. Um, I may have more large relationships with verified people or whatever. um, And I may be able to get in some DMs that he can't get in. Um, But Koozie is better than me at going out and getting great opportunities for our company and I respect that, I value it, and I let him do his job. Um, and I learned from Koozie, you know? Um, and so for me, it's in part like being humble enough to always be learning, you know? Like you, you gotta, I did a review earlier today with actually somebody that works at our company, one of the people on my team. And one of the things he said he wants to focus on this year in 2022 was being humble enough to recognize his peers' successes and that he can learn from them. and then. Making the effort to learn from that, and so (laughs) whoa, what happened?
0: I've been muted. (laughs) Okay,
1: hello. I don't know what happened there. Um, hey Val, how you doing? <laughs> Welcome to speaking. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, he just learned not to speak out of turn. No, I'm just joking. No, no, no. <laughs> nope, that was so, my fault. I, I,
0: I thought he wanted to ask a question. Uh, so, um, speaking about books
2: now, that you mentioned John Maxwell. Uh, also, a big shout out to Luke as well from our. Uh, he's the director of tech. He also. Um, I know you said that uh, you learned a lot of stuff from him as well. He's also motivated me to start coding uh, on the side. Uh, So I am learning how to do C-sharp, even though I'm extremely slow for it. Um, But it is something that he was able to motivate me. I think that's something here at AMG that we do a lot. uh, No matter what department we're in, we're always motivating each other and the other uh, side of the the rope. Um, So what are three books? that you can recommend for someone that wants to grow as a leader, uh, but also just grow as a
1: person in this industry or in any industry? Uh developing the leader within you by john Maxwell, how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. I almost want to say, who moved my cheese, but um, uh, there's so depending on your role, if you're a leader, there's a book by John Maxwell as well. Uh, about it's like the 21 Irrefutable or Indisputable or something Laws of Teamwork, uh, which is an exceptional book, um, on just how to manage teams and the importance of you know when you're working with others and how to do it right. Um, you know, if you struggle with emotional intelligence, there's a whole bunch of books you can look up, but I would definitely. Um, I don't know a title of one off the top of my head. Um, I guess for the third one, I'd say maybe The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Um, and I know these are like, you know, they're staple leadership books, but those are the books that for me, um, I got an associate's degree in leadership out of high school. And for me, um, reading about leadership actually helped me lead better. Um, And developing the habits of good leadership and realizing that leaders aren't born, they're made, you know, and if you want to be a good leader, if you want to grow in that capacity, um, which all of us are called to do, which is why I say developing leader within you is the first book, because it talks about how, if you're a mom or a dad, or, um, you have anybody that you work with, um, you, you have a house where you live and you're responsible for anything, um, you're a leader and, uh, Um, that there's always a starting point. Every single person is a leader in some capacity. And once you find out where you're at, you know, you can walk up, he has like a, almost a ladder of steps that you take to different levels and platforms of leadership. And you can shoot for the highest, which is this level of leadership where you are just, you almost without trying influence everybody around you, you know, and it takes time. You know, there's a level of patience that you, you can't read a book by just staring at the cover you know, or reading the back. Um, Audiobooks are fine, um, but you have to actually read. You have to actually consume information and consume content that that is going to lead you towards who you wanna be. So those books that I named would be, um, Good to Great is another amazing book um, by Jim Collins, but you know, that would be a couple that I would name. So,
0: uh, you know, a lot of the things that I'm taking away from this is like, it's constantly learning, constantly, well not constantly but also you're trying to become a leader i think one of the questions that i do end up having for you is like what when was that aha moment right like so let's say like for somebody who might be a creator who wants to be a content creator maybe somebody wants to be a pro player like let's say for example myself like i want i thought i was going to be like the best player when it came to like doing things and then once i started doing content creation i'm like i'm going to be the best content creator and then i kind of got to the point where i'm like aha dude like this isn't like for me, maybe I'm better off assisting other people with, with ideas and et cetera, mm-hmm. which is kind of how I ended up falling into it. I guess for you, what was your aha moment that said like, hey, maybe like this isn't gonna be for me, right? Like, or, and or like, hey, if I need to go into leadership, this is where I'm gonna end up going.
1: Like, you know what I mean? Kinda, clarify that a little bit. Like when you yeah. say this isn't for me, like, what do you mean? Like when I well, when I, I mean, decided- like, Yeah,
0: so like, so in, in the sense that, in, in terms of what you're saying is that everybody could be a leader in some capacity, of course, everybody is. Could mm-hmm. be, is a leader in some capacity, but at the same time, not everybody's built to manage somebody, you know what I mean? That's not a, okay.
1: So, yeah. So, um, management is an aspect, you know, um, yeah. uh, good managers. And it's, this is going to sound really weird, but there's good managers that are bad leaders, you know, um, you know, <laughs> and like I said, because leaders leaders are made, Um, managers are trained, you know, you can train somebody to manage well, they can manage products, they can manage people, they can manage, you can train somebody to manage really well. Um, leadership is the ability to influence people to do, um, what needs to be done, you know, uh, and realistically, secretly leadership is influencing people to do what they want to do, but maybe sometimes aren't willing to do. Everyone wants to be successful at their job. Everyone wants to be successful as a professional Call of Duty player. Everyone wants to be successful as a leader of their company or as a salesperson or as a talent manager. Um, everyone wants to be successful. Um, leadership is the ability to, to influence people, um, to, do, to take the steps necessary to achieve that. And for me, I mean, I guess like what was my aha moment? um there's been a couple i did a speech competition when i was uh young um in church we were supposed to like it was for black history month um which is currently happening right now um and we had to pick a historical black figure um and basically do one of their speeches um And I think I chose Martin Luther King. I don't even remember at this time, because it was so long ago, I was young, but um, I got like second place, not first. Yeah. But after that, somebody came up to me and they talked to me about leadership. They talked to me about, you're a great speaker. You should be a speaker. You should be a public speaker, like you're really good. And I was like, well, I got second, you know? Um, And it's like, well, you don't have to finish first to be good at something, you know? Um, And that helped me, it helped me develop an understanding that I don't have to be the best at everything, you know. Um, And when it comes to the leadership piece as well, I started getting recognized for it at a point in my life where people would, I remember somebody walked up to me one time and they said, hey, I was like, what's up? They were like, you look like you should be followed. I was like, what do you mean? They're like, well, the way you walk around and carry yourself, it's just like, you look like people should follow your lead. And I'm like, thank you you know i didn't know how to respond to that Uh, but it was one of those aha moments where i was like um okay i remember another one was i was in a class on leadership actually um leadership development was the name of the class and everybody in the class had to pick an internship and every single student picked the same department to intern in and like the big boss ceo came in and was like um There's no way that all of you will land in the same department. So maybe some of you should consider interning somewhere else. And only me and one other guy decided to go against the norm and the kind of bandwagon. Um, And I went into like business and finance. um, And I was a business management intern. Um, Opened my eyes drastically to the fact that um, I didn't have to do what everybody else was doing to be successful, you know? Um, And so what I try to do, man, uh, is anything my hand finds to do, I try to do with all my might. You know, I try to do it as best I can, Um, whether it's doing dishes at home um, or doing reviews of employees or having one-on-one meetings or um, getting on my podcast and talking about competitive Call of Duty uh, or the class that I'm taking. I got 100% on my first assignment and I'm really excited about that. Um, cause I was scared taking a legal class, you know, like I haven't been to school in 10 plus years and to do online school, especially, I was like, there's no way I'm going to do good at this. Um, and to get a hundred percent on my first assignment was really cool. You know? Um, and again, it's just another thing where it's like, it's never too late. It's never chalked. You can always learn you can always grow you can always turn things around and those aha moments like when I got my assignment this morning was another aha like Anthony you're fine you're working out like you're in a law class at a you know distinguished University and you're doing great you know Um, you still have a lot of growth in your life to take can you define
2: can you define chalked for some of the old. Heads here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pointing more towards like power bang. Ads. Well, <laughs> chalked. So uh, ages, technically,
1: you know? <laughs> technically chalked means dead. It's like when you outline a body in chalk, I don't even know how many people actually think about that and know it. But chalked is like when you outline a body in chalk, it's chalked, it's dead. And in the Call of Duty community, um, like last year, there was a best of nine reverse sweep. Um, that has never happened in the history of the game because we've never had a freaking best of nine. <laughs> so, <laughs> the rocker, right? <laughs> yeah, it was the rocker reverse yeah. sweeping um, the Toronto Ultra. And they literally were down 4-0 and won five maps in a row. Like, we will never see that again in the history of competitive Call of Duty. And the statement that came out of that, because they were saying it in their comms, they released the comms, and you could hear them saying, it's never chalk, take it one map at a time. And that's how you have to see your life, you know? Like, um one step at a time like if you like if you look at a flight of stairs and it's a hundred stories high you of course are never going to walk up that flight of stairs but if you look down at your feet and take one step at a time you can get up a flight of 100 stairs with ease without looking um a lot of times we get scared intimidated you get anxiety um and when anxiety comes from and depression comes from is when the gap between where you want to be and where you are is just too big and in your mind is insurmountable and that's where we get depression that's where it sinks in it's like, I need to move. I need to have a bigger house. I need to have more money. I need to have more followers on Twitter. I need to grow. I need to like be a better networker. I need to be a better parent. We think about all these things, but then we were like, well, I can't like the gap between where I am today and getting there. It's just too far. And that's where, but if you look down and sometimes in life, that's what you got to do is just look down. And that's what I had to do with this class. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. When I got the syllabus, it was chalked. It was like, how in the world am I going to keep up with this and do two hours of extra work a day on learning about bodies of law and statutory versus common and like I was I and law is not something I've dug into except for at work and so um I thought it was chalked, but then I was like, you know what? take it one step at a time. I put things on my calendar so now, my assignments are at the top of my work calendar every day. I can see when I have something to do, when I have a class. I put all my classes on my calendar that are in person and mixed it with my work calendar so that I could be successful. And it's working out really well because I'm taking it one step at a time.
0: All right, so to kind of flip the switch a bit, for those who don't know, because I obviously do know you, um, you are a father. One question I do end up having for you is, how do you kind of balance the whole game life, knowing that video games does have a future and what's capable out there with everything that's going on. And then also trying to keep that modern or that, I guess the retro aspect of, hey, stay in school and keep keep going that route, you know?
1: How do I do that with my kids? Yes. Um, Honestly, I don't try as much as I probably should because um, I manage screen time, I guess. You know, and that's um, but I'm on my phone or at my computer or looking at a TV probably most of the day, you know, unless I'm going outside touching grass and going to the store or going to play outside. And I'll play basketball with my son some, sometimes when I have them on the weekends. But like, honestly, um, for me, uh, I don't what I made a decision is that I would instead of trying to get them off the sticks, that I would just get on the sticks with them. You know, um, I taught my son, my oldest son, how to play Call of Duty Mobile, and we played that together. I played Guns of Boom, shout out format, former pro player. Um, (laughs) I played Guns of Boom with my my middle son. That was his first shooter game, and we grinded it and had fun and all this kind of stuff. Um, I've tried Minecraft, even though I'm horrible. I played Roblox with them um and so i try to just make gaming something that is something we all do sometimes i'll literally just lay down next to them while they're playing on their laptops and i'll be on my phone playing a game you know it's um i decided to make it a way for us to connect rather than something that i have to police so much and then yeah i control screen time i'm like hey
0: (laughs) yeah so with that though it's like so let's just take like i mean and now put it in generality right where it's how does somebody who's trying to make content who might not be seeing the biggest success in what they're doing but like try to explain it to somebody who might not get that like for example Mm. my father doesn't know what what video games are like essentially like i could give him different titles and he has no clue whatever i'm talking (laughs) about so i mean like in your in your case like i guess what is it what was it that like you you felt comfortable with and things that kind of put you at ease when it said like hey your, your kids want to end up playing video games
1: Um, honestly, my experience, uh, helped a lot. And the thing I'll say is that if I was giving advice to someone about this, um, like how do they manage their kids time or, and things like that, or how do they get more comfortable with their kids being on the sticks all the time? Um, I would say that it's important to provide some structure. Uh, it's really important to provide some amount of structure to where it's like, I'm fine that you're playing video games this much, you know? Um, with my oldest, it took a th- it was like a three year prog- process. We started with giving him a phone, and then it was like you can play on your phone for two hours a day, and I controlled it. His time would cut off whenever I wanted to, or I would cut it off completely if he got in trouble. Like, um, and so it, w- it like the goal was for him long term to want, number one not need games as much, but then also to learn to manage it himself. And then now that's what he does. Um, but with COVID, of course, that changed the game. You know, um, it, it, it changed the game for all of us. Uh, we all spend more time staring at screens than we ever have in our lives. Um, less time commuting, um, less time seeing other people. You know, it's uh, it, this is a really tough time to try to police something like video games. And so um, I would say be smart. Um, when something is a video game addiction, uh, when you try to take it away from your kids, they will literally lose their minds. And that's when you know you need to um, maybe actually talk to a professional about it because it is just like alcohol, just like drugs, just like other, like it is, it can be a legitimate addiction where you feel like you're not living if you don't play a video game today, you know. My kids get upset because every once in a while what I do also is I will say we're going to have a device-free day where like for an entire Saturday we won't, we'll leave the house and not look at our phones or play any games and they can't watch YouTube. Um, and they're like, man, I'm going to have like so many videos I'm gonna have to watch tomorrow. <laughs> um, and so, but those days are such a blessing. Like, you know, it's like being able to get away from devices for a day is, it can be life changing. Um, just for that one day, uh, it can really be life changing. Um, and there's an amount of peace that can come from it too.
2: So what are some, I've been asking this question to a lot of people who are uh, in the eSports industry or in gaming in general um, what are some core memories you have from your call of duty days uh, <laughs> to your G fuel days to your AMG days uh, <sighs> you will that that are that pop up sometimes in your mind and just make you smile.
1: One of the most memorable moments of my entire life and it was in Call of duty I was at UMG. California. I don't remember. I don't remember what city it was in. Um, and I walked in and I saw Hitch, and we had never met in person. So I walked over and I pointed my phone. And I have this is on a video on my YouTube channel. I pointed my phone because that's why I was using to record content at Hitch, and I just said, "I'm going to see how long it takes him to recognize me." And before Hitch could recognize me. Optic Hex runs up to me and bear hugs me and basically like lifts me off the ground. And I didn't see him coming. I didn't know that that was gonna happen. I didn't know, me and him had a good relationship online, but I did not know that he even thought of me as that good of a friend where he was gonna hug me because at events, pro players and owners, they don't touch people, they do daps. They don't, you know. I would give up a leg for that yeah bro it was life-changing it was literally i don't like, know about all that I'm uh, he he's the man and also i will say that a lot of the growth he was the person that gave the idea for me to create my podcast he called me one day and was on skype you know shout out to skype um he called me one day and was like hey um because he used to get on me when i would talk about his players and it was like stuff that wasn't true you know it was like with great power becomes great responsibility and you can grow and be big, but you need to sometimes just hit me up and ask if, if this is the truth before you report it, you know, um, I was always right, which is funny, but, um, because my roster mania guesses were like spot. That's what I became known for is I, I remember when I guessed that parasite was going to be on optic and everybody told me I was stupid and he was only on optic for two weeks, but it happened. Um, I remember when I said they would drop Scump or that Scump would leave and no, everybody said I was stupid and only he left for like a week, but he's left, you know? um and hector used to call me about stuff like that and i remember he called me one day and said there's no like news like espn like there's no there's nothing like like weekly updates for the call of duty league no reporting because none of the stuff that exists now was there um and it was like we were the flank before the flank you know um but i wasn't a pro player and we didn't have you know but we had pro players on every week and so um hector in general was my one of my greatest memories um also i reached out to the call of duty community a couple of years ago when i was going to lose my house and um the i don't even remember the amount of money but it was something like six or seven thousand dollars that was raised in two days by the community on twitter you know um Puckett tweeted it out and talked about it on his podcast and on his show um hector told some people about it i was getting donations from like Zuma's mom and and like it was crazy. Like I I wish I could you know I most people didn't want to be recognized like that, but I wish I could give you guys the rolodex of people that that are like famous in the Call of Duty community that stepped up and helped me and my family, and we were able to keep our house. Um, and it was amazing. And it was when I was in between jobs. It was it was a nightmare. But when it comes to uh, G Fuel, um, big memory at G Fuel. Um It's okay honestly, not to have any, bro. It's, so, all right. yeah, it's all right. I don't have to have something, but honestly, like um when I signed uh Huskers, that was a pretty big one for me. Um he was a GOAT um on Warzone at the time and I believed that I just was like, I don't think this guy's gonna slow down. Um and not shockingly, um he sold a lot of G Fuel, you know. <laughs> so it was it was like a good business decision as well. But Signing him was really cool. Um, working with Zlaner was dope as well. That guy is so awesome. Like, he, you know, Zlaner was just such an awesome dude and was so nice and all this stuff. And then, of course, everything I did in mobile gaming and like actually being the catalyst for like a company like G Fuel, like reaching out to into the mobile community and being one of the first brands to go at a big level after creators was really dope. Um, for AMG, um, that's a hard one because i'll be honest like um hiring format was awesome because i met him he's one of the few people in this community i've met in person um thank you man appreciate that (laughs) um hiring yeah well just being able to meet you and i know i've told you this before but being able to meet you and like you you know we like we like actually hung out in person and you know, had a few drinks and everything and threw some darts and like talked to developers and to like years later be able to work with you in an official capacity, is, it's just dope. Like this community is so freaking cool overall. Like um, the gaming community is, it's amazing because we're so unique and different, um, but we don't take, and we, we take things personal, we troll each other, we do all this kind of stuff. But a lot of times in the gaming community, everything comes back around and everybody kind of shakes hands and says GGs and moves on.
0: Nice, nice. Um. Yeah, so, you know, we're going to be approaching our last 10 minutes here. Um. Typically, we do end uh-huh. up doing some questions and Q&A type of things. But like in this aspect, I think, you know, more so if and if there are any questions, we could end up potentially bringing you up. But one thing I would like to end up getting from you is uh-huh. for AMG, let's say for content creators that might be interested in looking at what we end up doing. What are some things that you end up looking out for? Um, in terms of recruitment um, for content creators and or just advice that smaller content creators could do so that you could end up having an eye out on what they're doing
1: um, I'm gonna answer that but I also want to give a little shout out to there's a guy in the that's listening right now named Dennis a guy from Boston is his Twitter Um Dennis was on a like he used to play with me in like Black Ops Two days like way back in the day and I just want to give a shout out because he's one of these people that I've known for so long and we've both branched off and done different things uh, in gaming. But every time I see him, I'm like, oh, that's the homie." You know, I always want to honor the homies from back in the day, you know, and never try to get too big for my britches. I would love to be verified on Twitter, but I won't, you know, I won't forget all everybody when hey, I am hey, one see, day. You, yeah, dude, take what you yeah. <laughs> uh But in terms of uh, like, what do we uh, look for um, in talent, creat- creativity, um, consistency, uh, and consistency and growth, consistency in quality, consistency um in creativity you know like um what attracts most people to content creators uh, a lot of people think it's like size but you get your size a lot of times because you've been consistent you know at doing something well um and that is what you know again that's a lesson that uh, hex called me one day and was like hey once you figure out like who you're gonna be be that person and don't change and he's like if you just want to be anthony and just let your personality shine like that's what he does He is Optic Hex, and he's Optic Hex on and off camera. That is who he is, 100%. Like, he keeps it 100. And that's me, too. You know, I'm not a different guy. I don't, like, secretly cuss all the time and all that kind of stuff. You know, I am who I am, and I'm the same person on on stage and off stage, I guess. Um, And that goes really far. Um, Taking your task uh, seriously. You know, there are some creators that the level that they go to when they get, like, an integration, or you know, some type of a deal, or something like that. The level that they go to um, to make sure that they're like organically and creatively um, promoting whatever brand that is, you know, um, those are things that definitely, of course, would you know, catch our eye. Um, but AMG is different, you know. Um, we're we're not just digging for like, you know, you have to have a million footprint and average five hundred thousand views per video, you know. Um, we also are looking for people that are grinding and we see their potential and they're going to grow, you know, um, and we want to get alongside them and help them because our agency isn't, you know, we're creator focused and creator first. Our two co-owners are creators that still are making YouTube videos every single day. And, um, we're a creator first agency uniquely. Um, we do a lot of things that may not put money in our pockets, like, our AMG hours that we do on different subjects to help our creators grow and things like that. Development calls where we sit in calls for an hour or longer, um, and then we're a hundred percent available for any creator for any question they ask us or they need feedback on. Um, and we've really created a family, um, and when we're looking for new family members. You know, it's like um, the the consistency piece is is really. Something that we look for, but I can say that it's something that everyone looks for. Um, it's something that an org would look for. Um, it's like you're growing. Are you growing consistently? You know, um, that's that's a big key.
2: So, so what are you excited for for 2022, personally, and for AMG?
1: Uh, for AMG, um, I can't talk about some of the stuff I'm excited for. Um, I'm excited for #NDA. Still all the beans. <laughs> but, but
2: I my own job. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, no, I, I see Tim in here. He's probably getting nervous. Like... <laughs> um, but it's like you know, to be honest, like um, for AMG, I I'm not trying to sound corny or anything. I'm excited to see some of the people at the company. Um, rise to who they believe they are, you know, or or to to really fulfill more of their potential, and whether that's moving into leadership, um, finding themselves in a different role that really fits their skill set better. Um, like I'm really excited to see our team uh, become more cohesive, um, and better suited for the task that's assigned to us of you know, serving the needs of our creators, uh, and being innovative with media and productions and everything else and technology. Um, I I am, I will say, uh, almost recklessly interested in building effective teams and developing leaders. It is a, it is the literal probably goal of my work life, so to speak, um, is that I want to grow effective teams and I want to develop effective leaders. And it, it, it is a, um, it's a it's on my heart every day that I log into Google meets and you know start talking to people on Slack. Um for me personally, um, you know, um my car uh, died the other day, and so I would love to get a new car. <laughs> uh that would van be Van life, like, baby, yeah.
0: van life.
1: I mean, I may have to live the van life to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, I got a lot of kids running around. Um, and a dog so yeah the van life might be part of my future but you know yeah I want to um, like I think that's um, a, you know a huge goal of mine I want to finish this legal class of course um, I want to uh, continue to get better at my job you know and in my role at AMG um, and I want to be verified on Twitter uh, and it's funny because a lot of it is because of, uh, I, I would say I don't get ghosted very much, even by verified people, but people that don't know me, I want to be able to reach out on the verified tab, you know, as a, as a part of my work, um, I've, I've never really needed verification, but now I feel like there's times where I do. Um, and shout out to my bosses for helping me when necessary, when I need them to climb into some verified DMs, but um, yeah, I, I'm. Looking forward to uh, an epic year uh, personally for me at AMG, and um, I want to go to a LAN uh, if it's allowed. You know, like if it makes sense. I do want to go to a LAN event again, Um, whether it's PAX or a Call of Duty event. I I would love to go to a gaming event. It's been a very long time.
0: Nice. So, um, I my last question is: if you could go back. And tell yourself anything growing up, however far back you want to go, what would that thing be um, to give you the inspiration to put you where you're at today and move forward?
1: Um, just because something hasn't been modeled for you doesn't mean you can't do it. Um, when yeah. it comes to being a dad, that was a hard thing for me, you know. I didn't get that modeled, so I had to kind of make it up. I still do to this day, and I feel like a failure all the time. And like I have, I've had to learn throughout this life, and I try to encourage other people. Like just because something wasn't modeled for you doesn't mean you can't be successful at it. Whether it's financial management, um, whether it's work-life balance, whether it's um, school and being successful in school, whether it's relationships. You know, you, uh, my mom uh, was divorced three times, and. Uh, I was living, I was involved in all three of them. I was around when she married those guys and still living in the house. And so, um, it definitely had an impact on me, but it didn't have to have the impact that it did, you know, to where I looked at it as, oh, no, I'm now deficient and I can't be who I'm called to be or supposed to be. Um, you can be exactly who you are, um, and who you want to be and desire to be, um, from the place that you're at right now. It's just that one step at a time that we talked about earlier.
0: That was deep. That is deep. Don't worry, you're still my dad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, know, I, I mentioned that to him, too, for Matt. I, I told him he was the dad I never had, and you know? he called me corny and left the call.
1: So Right? So, uh, hey, that's so, easy. how those meetings go, dude. You give him a note, dad joke.
0: He's, he's, he's the one leaving, but he's the one that gives a dad joke, and you guys stick around.
1: Well, on that note, like, um, because I know, format, you know, me and you talk about, uh dating sometimes and all that kind of stuff like you know um and um i actually had a really good perfect date last night and today i think i'm going to try to eat a grape instead
0: oh my God. okay <laughs> all right Well, you well, know that's uh, the end of month. yeah what, what uh, a better way than to leave, to end the the space um so you <laughs> guys once again thank you to you. and for those of you guys that didn't catch the joke he's talking about dates the fruit the... Yeah, looks, no, <laughs> and the grapes the fruit. Yeah, um like the <laughs> but yo so uh kingdom where could everybody find you i know you are hosting your own spaces that will be on what days and times
1: my spaces are on thursdays at two thirty pacific uh and i haven't announced my guest for this week um because i w- kind of like to you know surprise everybody but what i will say is that this person um has something that's called osteogenesis imperfecta um and basically cannot use their legs but made phase top 100. Um, last year Um, when we did the,
2: Oh, I know who exactly you're talking about. All right. Um,
1: so he's going to be on my space on tomorrow and talk about his journey. He is one of the most fun loving, like his personality is ridiculous and I'm excited to introduce him to you guys. Um, and I mean, listeners, uh, and to just let him talk about the journey that he's taken and cons- and getting in front of a camera and being unashamed of the things that you know are legitimate disabilities in his life and what he has to do just to make content that everybody else can just walk to their chair and sit down, you know, when he has to like crawl to it, you know. And so, um, I'm really excited for that tomorrow. And then I actually have uh, I have some really good guests for the next two weeks as well. Uh, I'm all booked out for the next three weeks, and so I'm excited to bring some cool people on
0: there you guys have it so all you guys listening thank you guys so much for joining us on amg social hour If you guys haven't done so already make sure you hit that follow button across the board me koozie kingdom aftershock media group we want to say thank you to each and every one of you koozie do you have any last words
2: uh no that that joke really threw me off so (laughs) (laughs)